The Bible truly is a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. But so many have a problem learning or knowing how to read the Bible. These last few podcasts have been hopefully a help to you in learning how to read God's Word, how to get the most out of it, and how to really live by what the Bible says. This is Pastor Greg, and this is Life 66. Uh, Good to be back with you. It's been a couple weeks since I was able to do a podcast. I've been just slightly distracted with the birth of our second grandchild, a beautiful baby girl. And so we are thrilled with that, but that's uh, kept me a, a bit busy, but now I'm back. So glad you've come back too, and hopefully these Bible study methods have been helping you. Now, in review, uh, we spent some time looking at two Bible study methods, the ABC method in part one, the SOAP method, S-O-A-P method in part two, and today we're going to look at two methods using the the same scripture, uh, the inductive method and what I call the SPECS method, S-P-E-C-S. And so um, before we get into that, let's just uh, review some of the Uh, things that we need to do in order to really understand God's Word and to read it with effectiveness. Number one, uh, realize that the Bible is not a novel. You don't read it from first uh, page to last page like you would some kind of uh, biography or novel. Uh, It's a living document. It's God's love letter to us. And so um, it's important to us to learn about God's Word so that we can get the most out of it. There's the Old Testament, which is Uh, definitely God speaking to us, but it's a lot of history, prophetic work, uh, poetic work in the Psalms and Proverbs, so on. Uh, And it gives us a a lot of uh, uh, reality, realization about who God is and how he he operates with his people and sets the stage for the coming of Christ in the New Testament. New Testament is the four gospels, the book of Acts, and then the letters to the the, uh, churches and uh, the the apocalyptic writing in, in Revelation. And uh, called the New Testament, not because it's better than or the old is called the old because it's antiquated, but it's just one was earlier than the other. Therefore, in time, the older and the newer. And covenant or testament means covenant or promise. So you have the old promise, the new promise. Uh, and it's important to know these things so we can read the Bible properly. Um, when you read the Bible, it's important first to pray. That ask God to, to open your mind and illuminate the scripture to you. Uh, God doesn't want to play hide-and-go-seek with you. He's not hiding around bushes just hoping you'll find him uh, or making it hard for you to find him, rather. He wants to be found. He says, seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. So we have to make a, a diligent effort to seek him. I would challenge you to read the Bible every day. It doesn't have to be long, long portions every day. It can be a couple of verses or it can be a few chapters, whatever you choose. My particular method is that I read until I feel God has spoken to me or until my heart is discerned that he's spoken to me. Sometimes I read one verse and I think to myself, wow, that was exactly what I needed to hear. And I feel God confirming that inside of my life. And I'll stop right there. Other times I need to read you know, a few verses or a couple of chapters uh, in some of the New Testament books, maybe an entire book, uh, and then I'll get God's word and hear his voice. So I read until he speaks to me. Also couple your Bible study with prayer. Uh, I said pray first initially, but I mean now after you've studied your Bible, pray deeply. Pray what you've just read into your life. Ask God to help you to live what you've just read and to apply what you've just read. Some of the things that he'll tell you in the Bible are challenging, and you're going to need his power to uh, not live the old way of life, but to now live the new way of life. So you want to pray the word of God you know, into your life. Uh, meditate on it. 
take time to think about it. Don't just read and toss it aside and then start your next book or get on uh, social media or something. Just meditate on it. Let it soak in and let your mind just dwell on the Word of God. The Scripture actually says that, to dwell, meditate on the Word of God. Um, these, these, these very easy principles will help you as you read. Uh, I would also invite you to read um, consistently, consistently and with context in mind. In other words, don't just read one verse in one book, tomorrow read another verse in another book, and tomorrow another verse in another book. Read contextually. Uh, God puts his, his word in books and groupings for a reason. And so I would challenge you to read uh, you know, a certain book and then finish it. Then you can go to a different book. Uh, but, but learn to read in context. Don't, don't jump around so much. It's not necessarily as helpful. Um, and uh, then lastly, get some tools. I mentioned a couple podcasts ago, getting a good study Bible and letting the uh, authors and the commentaries therein help explain things to you, historical context or cultural context that you might not know. So those things will be helpful. Okay, let's get in. I want to I get into this and not uh, make this podcast so long, but let's turn to uh, Romans chapter 12, uh, verse 1 and 2 for these next two uh, methods of Bible study, and we'll break it down. Here's what the scripture says. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. All right, let's first take this next method, number three, uh, called the inductive method. And the inductive method is one there. you want to take a piece of paper or your notebook or whatever it is and create four columns, four columns that run you know, parallel um, um, vertically. In column one, you'll title that column, what does it say? And then you'll write out the passage in your own words. In column number two, you'll write out what does it mean? In column number three, you'll write out what does it mean to me, how will I apply it to my life? And then column number four is, so what? What will I do to obey what is taught in that passage? So for instance, if we take this passage in Romans chapter 12, verse one and two, column number one says, what does it say? Write it out in your own words. And uh, you might write out uh, something like this, instead of saying, therefore, I urge you brothers in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God, which is your spiritual worship. You might write, Today, I choose to say to God, I am all yours. I surrender to you. That I want to offer my mind, my emotions, my actions to you as an act of worship. And I pray, God, that this action will be pleasing to you. Verse 2, you might write, And help me today not to do the things that everybody else does, but instead do the things that you want me to do and help me to think about those things because then I'll know how to discern your voice. I'll know what you're saying to me and I'll know your will. That might be your own words to the scripture. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the new renewing of your mind and so on. So write it in your own words. So column number two, what does it mean? You go back over it and ask, what does it mean? What does it mean to offer your bodies a living sacrifice? Not to you, but literally. 
what does what is Paul saying? And this is when some tools might help you. What is it? What does a spiritual service of worship mean? What is do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world mean? And so on. What does it mean? What's being said? And remember context. Context is always important. Column number three is what does it mean to me? How do I apply it to my life? Well, every day I might say, or I might say to myself, every day I need to say, Lord, today I surrender. Today I will choose to keep my thoughts stayed on you. I know what temptations are um, common to me, and today I know I need to say no to those things. And so how does it apply to you? How is it talking to you? And then column number four, so what? What am I going to do? Very similar to column three, but column three is more um, uh, philosophical or, you know, this is what it means. Column four is literal. What will I literally do? And that might mean I choose every day from here on out to read my Bible. I choose every day to pray and to decide to think his thoughts to the best of my ability, to uh, know his word and to obey it in its entirety. That I know that the patterns of this world, some of the ways of thinking, um, the things I look at, the things I listen to, the things I let my mind dwell on, some of those things I should not be doing. I choose to stop doing that. And name them specifically. Maybe uh, for me, there were certain television shows that I just couldn't watch anymore. If I was no longer going to conform to the pattern of this world, I could no longer you know, watch those shows because they were suggestive content or things that were just constantly tempting. And so I had to say no to those things and no longer watch them. Um, so what is it to you? What specifically are you going to do? And then in this passage, it says, what specifically do you need to do to renew your mind? Uh, there are things I needed to put in my mind, uh, developing a fasting routine, um, developing a method to check my mind when it would want to maybe go where it shouldn't go. Uh, so getting very specific is important. So this is a great method. Uh, this is one of out of the four, uh, one of the ones I probably use most often, even though I've developed my own uh, habits um, that maybe uh, uh, include elements of all four of these methods. Um, but this is one that, that I use quite often. And I think I would add this too, that when you're using uh, these methods to remember to um, look in context and how chapters fit with each other, that very often there will be elements and veins of truth that run through chapters that you'll miss if you just read you know, one verse at a time. So anyway, that's the inductive method. Let's go to the specs method uh, using the same scripture uh, the specs method, S-P-E-C-S. You can form columns if you like, but S stands for, is there a sin to forsake? Sin to forsake. P stands for, is there a promise to claim? E stands for, is there an example to follow? C stands for, is there a command to obey? And then S stands for, is there a stumbling block to avoid or any kind of error to avoid. So specs, sin to forsake, promise to claim, example to follow, command to obey, or stumbling block to avoid. In this passage, is very clear. Uh, is there a sin to forsake? Uh, it says, yes, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. What is the pattern of this world? We have to find that out. What is it that the world offers to us that's tempting or tends to entice us? Then we need to forsake those things. So we write down what we need to forsake. Number uh, the P is there a promise to claim. 
Yes, there's a clear promise here. It says, then when you do not let your mind conform, uh, or when you don't let your life conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, it says, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. That's a promise. I can claim the promise that when I obey this scripture, I'm going to know God's will, and I'll be able to discern it every time. Is there an example to follow? Well, there's certainly here a pattern to follow. Example might more readily be applied to a passage when there's an individual like one of the disciples or Jesus himself or one of the prophets that is living his life. And we can say, oh yeah, I want to live my life like that. So in the letters uh, in the New Testament, it'd be a little more difficult, but there's definitely a pattern to follow here. C, is there a command to obey? Yes, there's many commands in this passage to obey. Offer your bodies as living sacrifices. Don't conform any longer to the pattern of this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And those all fall together. As I choose to, to offer in surrender, I can then say no to the world, which then allows me also to say yes to the Spirit. So those are great commands to obey. Then the S, is there a stumbling block to avoid? Is there anything I should avoid? Well, you sure. There's lots to avoid here in this passage. Um, avoid my selfishness that would keep me from offering my body as a living sacrifice. Uh, Definitely avoid the pattern of this world, the thought patterns, the behavior patterns, the cultural patterns. Um, Definitely to avoid those things. They're stumbling blocks. Um, So so that's a great method as well. Really simple, but really, really good. So the four methods, the ABC method, SOAP method, inductive method, specs method are all great. Remember though, these are just um, just simple methods. As you learn to read God's Word, you will no doubt develop your own style and your own way that helps you, your own rhythms and your own routines. Uh, make sure that um, you apply that every single day, and you'll find yourself learning and growing in God's Word uh, you know, just exponentially. You will have life change because that's what God's Word was given to us for. In the next uh, portion, we have a thing called uh, Life 66 Roadmap. And the roadmap is literally learning the roadmap of Life 66, remembering Scripture. So uh, we're going to memorize verse 2 of Romans chapter 12 today. So uh, jump on to the roadmap section uh, or roadmap podcast after this one, and let's memorize Romans 12 too. So hope this has helped you. God bless you, and uh, see you next time.